The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio wherever you can get podcasts. You probably know Progressive Insurance for insuring your home and auto. You may know Flo and Dr. Rick. But what you may not know is that Progressive helps employees support over 3,800 charitable organizations annually because we're committed to helping our employees, and our employees are committed to helping others. Anyway, we just wanted to share. We were a little too proud of it to keep it to ourselves. And if you already knew all of this about us, you've either heard this radio spot before or just randomly know a lot about Progressive. Find out more about how we're dedicated to our customers and communities at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates based on data from May 2020 through April 2021. Welcome into a bonus episode of Stacking the Box. We're going to be trying to do one of these every single week where myself, Jeff Schwartz, of course, former NFL offensive lineman, I will be joined by a guest in or around the league. And this week we have Matt Lombardo, Giants beat writer at NJ.com. And uh, Matt, got to lead off with uh, Daniel Jones. I guess, you know, not much going on or maybe a lot going on for you as you woke up on Tuesday morning thinking to be a nice quiet day and all of a sudden a new starting quarterback in Gotham. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. And, you know, I didn't really think today would be the typical off day when Pat Shermer stepped to the podium and basically kicked the door open that there could be the potential of a quarterback change Sunday in Tampa Bay. You don't just hint and say that you're opening the speculation and welcoming the speculation about the status of a quarterback, especially one with Eli Manning's stature in the league, if you aren't fully prepared to pull the trigger and make the switch. So I kind of had the inclination that that could happen today. And, and I wrote back on August 26th on NJ.com that it was very possible, and I won't say likely, but very possible that if the Giants offense struggled out of the shoot against the Cowboys and couldn't beat the Buffalo Bills at home in the home opener, that week three could be the opportunity to make the change from Manning to Daniel Jones. And wins have to start mattering to Pat Shermer and Dave Gettleman. The future has to matter when you have Saquon Barkley just entering the prime of his career. And I think the Giants made this move today going from Manning to Jones with both of those ideas in mind. You know, it felt like they were never going to make this move until they were actually out of playoff contention, right? The ownership really loves them. The fans, the ex-players as well love Eli Manning. Do you, do you think the tipping point was just they're realizing, like, we're not any good. Why are we wasting time with Eli out there still? I think that's part of it, Jeff. I think that part of it is what Eli has done. And look, he's not the reason they're 0-2. We all watch the games and we all see a defense that <laughs> couldn't cover you and certainly couldn't cover Matt, you know, if you guys were running go routes down the field. But here's the problem. The Giants offense hasn't been able to move the ball effectively after their first possession of the game when they scored both against the Cowboys and then against the Bills in the first two weeks. They're 5 of 23 on third down. Eli was not effective against the Bills. And I think the fact that he wasn't able to 
elevate the players around him on offense and make that offense with Barkley and with Ingram uh, to put the team in a position to win games. I think that they looked at this as we're not competing, so let's have an eye towards the future when you look at Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, and, and maybe some of the other young quarterbacks and what they're doing right now after playing as rookies, as well as let's just try to spark the offense a little bit. Let's try to win some football games this year and give Jones the opportunity to learn on the fly both maybe competing this year to approach 500, but more importantly, looking towards 2020 and 2021. You know, Matt, I want to ask, because we were in Indianapolis together during the Combine, and we, we both heard Dave Gettleman get up to the podium and, and say, look, this isn't necessarily going to be Daniel Jones's time. This is a, a situation where, hey, look, look at Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City, right? He sat an entire year behind Alex Smith before he got to play. Now, we all, I think, knew that, that that team in Kansas City was a little bit better than the current team in New York, and so there was a pretty good chance that at some point Jones was going to get in. But what do you think changed for the Giants from April, maybe even March and April, as the combine was in, in you know, early March, to now where it only took two games for them to go, you know what, we're not going to wait that year. We're not even going to wait half the year. We're going to wait two games and we're going to move on. Yeah, I think that it was just Daniel Jones coming in and exceeding everybody's expectations. I mean, you watched him in training camp. He was the better quarterback on most days in the preseason. And I know we can all say preseason doesn't matter or you take it with a grain of salt. And that's certainly true. But he had the highest passer rating of any quarterback in the NFL. The Giants had the most efficient offense in the NFL in the preseason. And just the eye test, his ability to fit the ball into tight windows, his propensity to push the ball deep, his mobility, which unlocks some of the RPO aspects of Pat Shermer's offense that were non-existent last year, but such a big focal point of what he did so well with Case Keenum and the Minnesota Vikings as the offensive coordinator. You put all of those things together with the 0-2 start, and I think they just looked around and said, okay, you know, why delay the inevitable here? We gave Eli Manning the chance. We built an improved offensive line. We have Barkley in his second year. We have Evan Ingram. I think that all of that together led to them making this change here, and I think they just wanted to make it sooner rather than later. I'm sure you get an opportunity to talk to Eli tomorrow when the locker room opens up, but uh, how do you think he's taking this news? I feel like he's had to know it was coming soon, um, but obviously you never want to be benched, and um, they did it in the most respectable way possible, but he's not getting his job. It doesn't feel like a great back. Underdog Fantasy is the fastest-growing fantasy app and easiest place to play fantasy sports. Just jump on underdogfantasy.com or download the app, draft your team, and that's it. And if drafts aren't your thing, they also have a pick'em game where you can win 20 times your money in a single night. Use promo code RADIO, and Underdog will double your first deposit when you sign up with up to $100 in bonus cash. Deposit $100? Get $100 free. That's promo code RADIO. Terms and conditions apply. Either so... Um, how do you think he's going to take all this news? Yeah, Jeff, you'd probably know him a little bit better than I do, but yeah. I think that when you when you watch yesterday, it was kind of bizarre because Pat Shermer had his press conference and basically came out and said that he was considering this switch and that there would be an answer before Wednesday's practice. And then we spoke to Eli Manning 10, 15 minutes later, and it was almost as if he was shell-shocked to even think that his job was in jeopardy. So any conversation with Pat Shermer and Eli Manning, I have to assume or at least consider the possibility that it happened after that initial press conference. Yeah. So I, I'm going to be really interested to see how Eli Manning handles it. He's He's gone on record before of saying that it wasn't his job to be a mentor and he was just trying to win football games and prepare to be the best quarterback that he can. But 
you know, that changes now, right? I mean, you're not going to Geno Smith for one game. You're going to Daniel Jones because you believe Jones is the successor and can elevate the franchise back to the heights that Eli Manning once took them to. Um, There's not a real market in the league to acquire him. I've spoken to sources around the league that tell me the Jacksonville Jaguars aren't interested. You look at the Pittsburgh Steelers. They don't have the cap space. It doesn't make sense for the Jets to bring Eli Manning in on a short-term option. So, really, Eli Manning's two real options right now now are retired today and avoid any awkwardness behind the scenes, which I don't think he's going to do, or you be the good mentor. You hold the clipboard and, you know, if Daniel Jones gets hurt, you're a chin strap away from going into the game. At the end of the year, Eli Manning can sit down and decide if he wants to go chase another ring or if enough is enough. But I think that Eli, in terms of how he handles the media, I think he's going to be a consummate professional and it's an awkward situation. The Giants did him no favors. Guys, if they would have just let Eli walk off the field and I wrote this yesterday at the end of the season finale, patted him on the back and said thanks for the memories, they could have proceeded after Jones's electrifying preseason with Jones as the starter week one without any of this. They could have saved Eli Manning the awkwardness and the headaches, and they could have saved themselves $17 million plus against the cap. So from an organizational standpoint, if there's any awkwardness, I I ran this more at the feet of the Giants and their handling of it all along than I do with Eli Manning. Well, and you know, look, Manning... And you're right. I think you will be the constant pro. It's what he's been his whole career. When he came in, Kurt Warner was the quarterback there. And they yep. made about a midseason change. And Kurt Warner played the good soldier. He sat behind him. He held the clipboard. He helped Eli get ready for his career. I expect he'll do the same. I'm curious, Matt, just a few more minutes with Matt Lombardo, the beat writer for the Giants at NJ.com. What do you think this does with the Giants offense and how they may be different in the way they try to play? I mean, you've gotten to see – Daniel Jones throughout OTAs, mini camp, training camp, every practice. Do you do you see the the way they want to play being different, or do you think that this is pretty much the same offensive scheme uh, and really the same offensive you know scripts at the beginning of the game, just with a different quarterback in there, or do you think they're going to really change it up? Yeah, Matt, I wrote about this this morning, actually, on on NJ.com. I think the offense has the chance, maybe not on Sunday, but pretty soon to be unrecognizable from its current form. I mean, you look at Eli Manning, he's lost a lot of whatever deep ball accuracy he's had to the numbers. And, And you look at Daniel Jones, some of his best throws we're into tight windows on go routes and nine routes into the sideline. I think you're going to see a lot more of trying to push the ball downfield, especially with tight end Evan Ingram and perhaps even with Sterling Shepard once he gets back on the field. I think that's one aspect that will be different than what we've seen the last two weeks. I think you're going to see a lot more play action. The Giants' DVOA actually dropped last year on play action into negative numbers. And if if Jones sells the play action better with Barkley, that you know utilizes Barkley as a weapon, maybe even a little yeah. bit more than he already is. And you're going to see a lot more of those RPOs and design quarterback runs. So they might not throw the playbook all the way open week one, but rest assured from my conversations with Pat Shermer over the summer, He's enamored by Daniel Jones' potential. He has been seducted by the arm strength of what he's able to do, and I think that this is the type of quarterback that he was hoping to coach at some point with the Giants. Last question from me here. Uh, What is Eli Manning's legacy? 116, 116 in his career, all the two Super Bowl Bowl MVPs. Um, He might end up having a crowded class to get into the Hall of Fame considering all these retirements might be coming up. Uh, What is his legacy in the National Football League. 
Yeah, Jeff, I think you look at Eli Manning's legacy, number one, the two Super Bowl MVPs for the Giants, both beating Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. A, that makes him the greatest quarterback to wear a Giants uniform. And B, I, I think that is the extent of his case for a Hall of Fame candidacy. And, and it's, it, it might be difficult for Eli Manning. I think he has a chance to get into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. But one thing I think people forget is that only five modern players per class get in the Hall of Fame, regardless of position. So you're judging Eli Manning against potentially a Larry Fitzgerald or against an Adrian Peterson, not right. just the quarterbacks, but the other players. If Eli Manning gets in, I think he's going to wait four or five, six years until he's a legitimate candidate. Um, I don't think he's a first ballot Hall of Famer by any stretch. I think the year after he retires, he'll be inducted into the Giants ring of honor, uh, mm -hmm. and rightfully so. But, but I, I don't know, I'd put it back on you. Do you believe that he's done enough, especially when you factor in the under 20 games under 500 record yeah. since the last Super Bowl and the 500 record overall to merit legitimate first ballot Hall of Fame status? Oh, he, he's not a first ballot Hall of Famer, but he'd be the only quarterback, I believe, with two Super Bowl championships to not be in the Hall of Fame. That's true. I think the point uh, is for Eli to what you said is that the biggest game of every year as a Super Bowl, he played his best down the stretch in those years, um, sure. and that he did enough in those two instances to warrant Hall of Fame status. To your point as well, he's the best quarterback on a storied franchise in the National Football League. He did not have the regular season numbers, no. But unlike Phillip Rivers, he has the two Super Bowls. Right. And I think that should matter in this instance. Do I think he's the best Hall of Fame player ever? No, but look, I, I you know, you mentioned Kirk Warner earlier, Matt. Like, did Warner have a career? I mean, he he got in there because he he won a Super Bowl. Like that's if Kurt Warner does not win a Super Bowl, is he in the Hall of Fame? Kurt no. Warner won a Super Bowl and he had a great story. Uh, and look, I'll I'll close and wrap up here briefly. Actually, there was one other guy who was a quarterback who won two Super Bowls. He's not oh, in Jim Plunkett. Jim Plunkett. Yeah. He's the only and, other guy. And the resumes are very similar. And if you are. look at Plunkett and, and Eli from record, statistics, and yeah. Super Bowls, I, very similar candidates. I will say this. I think Manning will eventually get in, and here's why. The two Super Bowls, he beat an iconic team both times in the Pats, yep. and he played in New York. If yeah. he played in the middle of nowhere – I don't think he'd be making it. I think he'd probably go the way of Jim Plunkett. But when when time goes on, people will forget about his week nine Correct. losses. They're going to remember him throwing the ball to David Tyree. Yes. They're going to remember him throwing the ball to Mario Manningham. They're going to remember him beating Brett Favre, and it was negative oh, yeah. 8,000 yeah, degrees. Let me, just, let me just clarify. I think he gets in. I just think that there's going to be a little bit of a wait oh, he's when gonna wait. maybe some other players with stronger overall yeah. resumes and candidacies than Manning get cleared off the hey. deck first. I, I don't think he's a first ballot Hall of Famer, sure. but at some point I do think he does get it. There were there was one other New York quarterback who's in the Hall of Fame, Joe Namath. He's in for one reason, won that Super Bowl. Because the rest of his oh, yeah. career, really, especially afterwards, is not impressive. Hand in the air. Yeah. But in any event. So, listen, Matt Lombardo, beat writer for the Giants at NJ.com, thank you so much for a few minutes today jumping on. Now you can get back to whatever you were doing, relaxing, hanging out, drinking a latte. Uh, I'm sure you don't have any reaction you've got to give to your editor. So nope. thank you so much, though, for coming on. I appreciate you having me on, guys. Thank you, buddy. And that was Matt Lombardo, beat writer, NJ.com. You can subscribe to Stacking the Box on iTunes. You can follow us at Stacking the Box. You can follow Matt Lombardo on Twitter. Man is like 25,000 followers and counting, so, so you got to get there. Jeff Schwartz and, of course, myself. Uh, but thank you so much for listening to this bonus episode of Stack in the Box. 
and we'll talk to you again next week. Progressive presents Forced Metaphors about bundling your home auto and other vehicles. In hockey, it's the goalie's job to protect the net. And in life, your net is your home and auto, but also your boat, motorcycle, RV, or ATV. And your goalie is the round-the-clock protection offered by Progressive Insurance. Well, and also the savings you get when you bundle. So in this metaphor, you have two goalies, which is okay because, you know, it's just a metaphor. Forced Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.